brought to you by Monroe County Schools in conjunction with MPTV. This is MCS Radio exclusively on Magic 100 FM. I'm your host, Carrie Buckendale. Good morning. Pre-kindergarten registration is right around the corner. As you probably know, we can only accept a limited number of pre-K students each year, so it's very important to register in a timely fashion. This year, our process has changed a little, so I sat down with System Registrar Lisa Watson to learn everything you need to know before registration day gets here. All right, good morning, Ms. Watson. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now, we've had a lot of parents asking, we're getting close to registration time, but it's a little bit later this year. So when can parents start the pre-K registration process? April 17th, we'll have a link on our website and you'll be able to make your appointment then. Once you make that appointment, you'll get a, a confirmation email. And in that email, it'll have the link for you to go ahead and begin the registration process. Okay, so it, it's a little different this year. We've done the appointments before, we always have, but or at least in the last few years. But now, that link you're going to get back, that's going to be to register online, right. is it? Right, it's going to be for online registration, and you can actually upload your documents there. But you have to make the appointment first, because that is what gets you your spot. So, because it's set on a first-come, first-served basis. Correct. You have to make that calendar appointment. It doesn't matter if the appointment's on the first day of the window or the third day, but you have to be the first one to get in there and make that appointment, right. yes? Yes, the sooner the better, definitely. All right, and then they're gonna upload their documents online. Now, is it the same kind of documents we've needed in the yes, past? it's the same documents um, as if you were coming in to enroll. The birth certificate, eye, ear, and dental check, um, immunization, social security card, your ID, and two proof of residence. And this all listed online up under the enrollment registration link also tab. Yeah. All right, so in the past, <laughs> we have done pre-K registration first and then we've held registration for new kindergarten students. Is it the same this year or is that changing too? That changes too. We, you can actually do the registration for kindergarten during pre-K registration. All right, so at the same time. That April 17th date, whether I'm the parent of a pre-K student or the parent of a new kindergarten student, one that didn't attend pre-K last right. year, I'm gonna to wanna to go online and register, yes? Yes, if your child attended pre-K, you don't have to do anything, they will be moved up to kindergarten. If they are new to Monroe County, then you have to enroll them. All right, and then so I've made my appointment, I've submitted my documents, what happens next? You will get a confirmation that we have all the documents. If there are some missing, you'll also get um, a little checklist you can still come in, Their, your appointment will still be made and held. You'll come in and pick up the pre-K packet, mm -hmm. like their bag with some information, um, calendar for the year and everything in it. So, and that, that time, if there's anything missing, we'll let you know then. So even though I've submitted everything online, I'm still gonna come in and meet with you because we have that cool little bag that we give our new pre-K students. Correct. We're gonna get information and you're gonna tell me hey, you forgot to upload this, or I've got all your stuff, you're good to go. Is that correct? That is very, yep, that's right. Excellent. That's is right. there anything else you want to tell parents about the process? No, I hope this makes it easier for everybody, and it um, keeps parents from having to make two separate trips sometimes, so I hope it's just a good process, an easy process. All right, guys, you heard it right here. April 17th, we're going to start registration at 8.30, so you're going to want to visit our website then to make your appointment to get on the list for pre-K. 
if you want the list of the documents you will need is on our website so go ahead and start getting the digital copies of what you need so you're ready to submit when you get that link mm -hmm. miss watson thank you so much for joining us this morning we hope you have a great weekend thank you again registration for pre-k and new kindergarten students begins at 8 30 a.m on monday april 17th visit our website monroe.k12.ga.us for more information Each year, the Mary Person Senior, who is in the top 10% of the class and who earns the highest SAT score, becomes the star student. This year, it's Ellie Adams. MPTV spoke with Adams about receiving the recognition and spoke with her chosen star teacher. Welcome to the radio interview where I'll be interviewing star student Ellie Adams. She is a star student of the 2022-2023 school year. What does it take to be star student? So star student is a student from the senior class that is selected every year from the top 10% of their class that also has the highest combined SAT score. Okay. Well, how do you feel about being star student? Um, it was exciting to be selected as star student because our class is academically competitive and I didn't really know what other people scored. So it was a nice surprise to find out. Is there anything else you feel about like being a star student? Like, uh, <laughs> not that I can think of. Okay, and well, who did you choose to be the star teacher, and why? Like, why choose the star teacher? I chose Dr. Williams as my star teacher. I had her for. Honors Algebra 2 and AP Calculus AB my sophomore and junior years. And I really enjoyed both of her classes because I really like math. And I feel like she also made difficult concepts more easy to understand. Was always willing to explain additionally to make sure I understood concepts, even if that wasn't inside of her class period. And she continues to help even now. Well, that's great. It's always great to have a good math teacher. Yes. So, what advice do you have for people who want to be the star student? So, there are some resources on websites such as Khan Academy that can help you prepare to take the SAT. Um, and I would suggest taking it more than once to see if you can improve on your score and always keep your grades up at school too because both of those are qualifications to be a star student. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add about like being a star student or like what we need to do? Uh, I think that covers it. Okay. This was an interview for a star student, Ellie Adams. All right. Welcome to this radio interview where I'm interviewing the star teacher of the 2022-2023 school year, Dr. Sarah Williams. Hello. All right, the first question is, what does it take to be a star teacher? What does it take to be a star teacher? Well, that actually would have been a question I would have deferred to Ellie because it was actually Ellie's choice. Ellie gets to choose um, a teacher that she feels has made an influence um, on her educational career. Um, and so when the star, student, the star student gets the opportunity to make that choice. Um, so they choose the teacher based on um, based on whatever factors they feel have, have provided a positive example or um, helped them 
um, form uh, understandings and led them educationally um, throughout the course of when they've been in school. All right. How well of a teacher do you think you are? I don't know. Again, I think that's a question for my students. My students may not think that I'm the best teacher in the world, but what I need them to understand is that I'm doing the best that I can um, to make sure that they get the content that they need to be successful um, when they move on. And so that's what's important to me. Why do you think Ellie chose you to be a star teacher? Why do I think Ellie chose you? Well, Ellie um, was in, so I've had her twice. I had her in Honors Algebra 2. Um, when she was a 10th grader and then um, I had her again um, last spring in AP Calculus um, and she just I think is drawn to math um, and so in being drawn to math um, I think we we behave very similarly as, as students that I've told her several times she reminds me of me um, as a student so I think we kind of had a little bit of that kind of a connection um, but like I said she's been in my class a whole lot um, and so we've we've developed a, a um, just a, a relationship as we've been teacher-student for years all right how does it feel to be this star teacher being a star teacher is um, and I've, I've said this to several different people who have asked is definitely a um, it's a humbling um, experience um, as it means that a you have made a difference in the life of a student um, which is the ultimate goal of any teacher is to try to make a difference um, in in at least one student um, throughout the course of your career so being named star teacher is is definitely an honor um, and it is definitely um, something that um, that Reminds me of why I do what I do. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Oh, I think that's. Um, I think that's all I got. Um, go Bulldogs! All right. That was the interview for Dr. Williams, the star teacher, and Ellie Adams, the star student. I hope you enjoy this interview. Congratulations again to you both. Spring is always the busiest time of year at the Monroe County Fine Arts Center, and this year is no different. From school plays to student concerts, there's always something going on. Plus, this week, season tickets go on sale to the general public for our next concert series. Let's check in with Fine Arts Coordinator Samantha Stevens for more. Good morning, Ms. Stevens. We're so glad to have you back again this week with more of the exciting stuff happening at Fine Arts Center. How are you yes, doing today? thank you. I'm so happy to be back. And no, my office is not cleaner than it was when you guys last left us. <laughs> it really isn't, but that's because things have been so wow. incredibly busy. Yeah, they and have been. And great. Yes. Absolutely great. I hope that everybody listening had an opportunity to come out and support the darling, darling students of T.G. Scott with their musical press start. That was so cute. I really want to give a special shout out to Miss Witten and Miss Hunter um, for an amazing job they that they did directing that show and the cast and the crew and all the parent volunteers. It really takes a village to put a show like that mm -hmm. together and, and run it and launch it successfully. And they did an outstanding job. I miss them already, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for kids. <laughs> it was such a fun little story. You know, and it one was. That, 
while I know the, the characters that they're based off of, it was a neat way to showcase, you know, the talents of our students, yes. the importance of the sidekick. Yeah. Even villains can be good. I mean, it was just a great time. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was really unique and fun, and you could tell that the kids really had their hearts in it as well. Oh, absolutely. And we have another one down the road. Oh, yeah. We're going to be going down the Yellow Brick Road very shortly. Oh, I see what you did there. there. I love that. But not quite yet. We not quite. Other stuff first. Yes. So this is the reprieve week uh, in the fine arts calendar, which means we're resetting the facility. We're getting everything uh, prepared for mid-semester concerts. Mm -hmm. And uh, for those of you that maybe don't have students or family members that participate in band or chorus, there is a an evaluation event that comes up mid-semester every year. It's called Large Group Performance Evaluation, mm -hmm. LGPE, and our students um, have consistently ranked in the top at all of these performances. Most, if they don't come back with straight superiors uh, for markings, they come back with superiors and maybe an excellent. Um, yes. They really outdo themselves every year, the band and the chorus. And so what they actually are gonna do is take the opportunity to come into the FAC and put on an LGPE performance concert. So we get to hear the music that they'll be playing for their competition before they actually go. It's a great warm up for them. It's a great concert event for us. Both events are free to the public. And I would just encourage everybody to come out and hear these students. Um, the concert band, the symphonic band from the high school and the middle school band will be doing a combined performance at 6 p.m. on Monday, February 27th. So tomorrow night. Yeah, so tomorrow night. Yeah, kicking it off tomorrow night with a great, great show. That's 6 p.m. for their pre-LGPE concert. And then we're going to flip the stage, right. flip the script, and welcome the uh, middle school chorus in. And I absolutely love Miss Kelly Monahan, who is the new chorus teacher this year. She's really been doing some outstanding work with those students over at Monroe County Middle. They've, uh, they're continuing to grow in their artistry, and you're not going to want to miss that one either. That is a 7 p.m. choir concert from the middle school on February the 28th, Tuesday. Um, and then we're going to pause on the fine arts events for one night, okay. and this is important, eighth grade transition night yes. is actually happening on Wednesday, March the 1st. So if you've got a student uh, that's making that big leap, don't forget to put that on your calendar too, and that will be at 6 p.m. Okay. on Wednesday. But then Chorus will be back. Hey. Hey now, Chorus with Mr. Charles Hernandez up at the high school. They will actually be doing their pre-LGPE concert as well. And we'll get to see from some of the literary we get to see some of the literary students perform. And their competition, remind me, that is February the 28th, correct? I believe so. So I'm hoping we may see some region champions. That would be amazing. You know, last year we had the state trio. We did. We had someone placed in the state in men's soloist. Yes, we did. These kids are amazing. And if you have been listening for a while, you may have heard Mr. Hernandez describe literary as the Olympics for vocalists. It's very exciting. It's very exciting and it's very difficult. I don't think that a lot of people um, really realize literary is different from your typical chorale, choral concert event. We're talking literary art songs, 
um, famous pieces from operas, uh, just things that you go, oh my God, kid, the, the kids are doing that? You yeah. know, it's, it's incredible. And it's incredible to watch them grow year after year. I had the joy and the privilege of sitting in on the trio auditions mm -hmm. this year, and I was blown away. It was the toughest audition process I'd ever been a part of. Everyone is so incredibly good. Uh, an outstanding trio was chosen to go compete on our behalf, but also the uh, the runners-up and the subs are equally as exquisite. And I also want to give a shout out to Mr. Hernandez. I know you spoke with him yes. all about his honor uh, at GMEA this past year for his uh, 25 years plus as a Georgia music educator. He is one of the finest teachers uh, that you will find in the state of Georgia. He really is. And uh, I, I think that that could be said for all of our fine arts educators across this system. We have the best of the best, and I think it shows when you listen to the kids perform. Absolutely, so you heard it. You wanna hear the best of the best, come out here. We got Monday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday, Thursday night. night. All kinds of great local student music that you will enjoy. But there's also something else that's going on next week that I know Miss Stevens is excited about. I can see it on her face. What is it? From what I hear, little birdie told me, we are going to oh, open yeah. up for season <laughs> tickets. I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> the season ticket sale for the 2023 concert series will be open to the public officially on March the 1st. That's so exciting. I'm so thrilled. I'm thrilled with the way our previous season ticket holders stepped up and are joining us again. And I can't wait to open up these, uh, the rest of these seats to the public. If you're not a season ticket holder with us, I encourage you to take a look at what pack what the package is. You get four shows for a hundred bucks. You really can't beat that. You can't beat Just throw it. Throw that out there. Yeah. It is absolutely a deal. And I've been approached out in public a few times pleasantly with people saying, oh, this, the, tic the tickets were cheaper this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we intentionally wanted to lower the ticket prices to give you a better deal. The quality of the show is still the same. If not, even better than it was last season. Absolutely. That's what we strive for. But more importantly, we want to make it affordable and accessible for everyone in the community to be able to come out and enjoy a great four great evenings of music. And remember, that's Les Mis, the final closing night performance of Mary Persons High School's Les Miserables. You know how tremendous it's going to be if you saw The Sound of Music last year or if you've seen anything they've done in the last 10 years, you know it's gonna be incredible. Yes, absolutely. That's also Sail On, the Beach Boys tribute, which is gonna be incredible as well. We've had them with us before and we're gonna have them back and better than ever this year. Cause I got a little surprise. You got a little surprise, I love surprises. There may or may not be a little bit of a summer block party going on for that one. Block parties are fun. Listen, listen, I work during the summer. If I can find any excuse to give all of us working folk a vacation right here in the parking lot, I'm going to do it. Hey, I'm in. That sounds great. What are we talking about? Maybe some lays or something? Lays, beach balls, a little pre-show music in the parking lot, working on an ice cream truck, working on the whole thing. Like, crossing fingers that my big vision for this will be able to come true. But regardless, it is going to be a great show with some fun surprises. So we're going to want to bring the family to that one? You're going to want to bring the family to this one. Absolutely. Excellent. And then in July, we're going to have Susie Boggess. And Susie has has also been with us. I loved her reaction when we reached out to ask her if she would like to come back. Uh, she and DC were just completely stoked. They wanted to be back in the facility with us. They had a wonderful time 
there on their first visit and they were so thrilled that we asked them to come back and likewise with Voctive coming back for Christmas it's the quintessential Christmas show it's amazing now you remember Voctive was here a couple of years ago people loved it they put on an amazing show yes you don't want to miss it you may have seen some of them performing elsewhere when they spend time at Epcot. Yeah, it's a right. Disney group that you're going to love, but with holiday classics. Yes. And the show, I remember my family came up uh, to see Voctive when they were here a couple years ago. And my nephew, who is... Um, who is five, he is very restless. He, he's, he's a mover and a shaker, right? <laughs> and I was so surprised that they brought him because I thought, oh, this may not be his thing. He may not be into it. Rapt attention. Ooh. Just completely in love, especially when The Grinch came out. Oh, that's amazing. Spoiler alert. So <laughs> that, yet again, is another show that you're going to want to bring the entire family to. So if you're a family and you're listening and you're thinking, man, should I potentially, yeah, even if you do two shows, that's a hundred bucks for the two shows if those family family oriented ones are the one you want. But really all of the shows are family family friendly. They really are. So again, you're yeah. looking at Les Mis. Yes. Broadway classic. Broadway and iconic. Favorite, gonna be iconic. 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 Mm -hmm. We have Sail On with some of the best Beach Boys music. You're gonna love it. We have Susie, Susie Boggess Susie. coming back to Forsyth. We know Forsyth loves Susie. Classic country and Americana. Really an influential woman in country music, truly. And then we're gonna get Voctive and we can get all of that for a hundred bucks. For a hundred bucks. I'm not kidding. Wow. One hundred buckaroos. I'm telling you. It's a great, great deal and we want to see you with us. Okay, my friends, so this is going to happen Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. You're going to want to keep an eye on Facebook. You're going to want to visit our website. We'll have it ready for you to purchase those tickets because we want to see you at all of these great shows coming up. Yeah, and I do also want to let people know, um, if you are just dead set on single event tickets, which that's absolutely okay too, those will also be available and we'll talk more about that um, on the next show. But we want you to remember March the 1st through the 10th, mm -hmm. season tickets will be open to the public at hundred bucks for four shows and then once that window closes it's closed you've missed that opportunity you've so missed go the ahead window. and lock in those tickets for just a hundred dollars yep that's right and then before we go because we mentioned at the beginning just so our friends in radio land as you call it hear <laughs> this in another week or so we're going to talk to Katie Sutton to learn all about the Wizard of Oz oh, which so is excited. also coming to the Fine Arts Center later in March yes and I'm thrilled I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled about that one. What a, what a classic show. That's going to be another one that you're definitely going to want to bring your kids to see. Oh, absolutely. It's magical. It is, a, it is an, um, an imperative part of your childhood yes. to experience The Wizard of Oz. I think it's going to be fantastic. Ms. Stevens, thank you so much for of talking to us again today. We will be back in a few weeks to talk about individual ticket sales. And we're going to learn more about Les Mis. And we're going to learn more about Matilda Jr. also yes. coming soon. Keep an eye out for that. And we will talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you. Mary Persons has developed a strong wrestling program. And it's earning state recognition. MPTV's Alex Johnston spoke with several members of the Mat Dogs about this year's season. Good morning. My name is Alex Johnston. I recently interviewed three of the members of the Mary Persons wrestling team to see how their season went and like what was the favorite memory of the season overall and like ju and just to get to know the wrestlers a little bit better. So yeah, let's cut to those interviews now. Introduce yourself and what grade are you currently in? 
Uh, I'm Mason Farmer. I'm in 11th grade. What inspired you to start wrestling? Uh, well, um, I'm pretty active. I do uh, enjoy doing sports and stuff. So, saw it as a way to be conditioned for my other sports, and it just seems like something you could have a lot of fun doing. What was the recruiting process like for you? Um, for me, yeah, I just, like I said, I saw it as something fun, and I heard there was tryouts. Uh, I've been doing it since middle school, so I just kind of showed up there with a lot of people and kind of got us conditioned and picked the ones that were be able to be on, on the team. And what did a typical day at practice look like this season? Uh, most days we get warmed up, do a little jog, uh, stretch out a little bit, and then we uh, do a combination of drills and scenarios and stuff. And what was your favorite memory from wrestling? Uh, favorite memory probably would be this season. Uh, a few weeks ago I had a match that was pretty close. Um, came down to like, came down to the last second. I got the last point and didn't allow the opponent to score, so I won that one. And who was the biggest rival this season and why? Our uh, biggest rival, we do uh, wrestle a lot of teams in our region more than once, but um, probably the biggest rival will probably be Peach. They are, they're pretty good. And what, what piece of advice would you give someone who is looking into wrestling? If you're looking to wrestle, I'd say it's, it's probably the most physical sport you could think of, uh, more, more so than football or basketball or anything you could compare it to. And mentally, you just got to be ready. That's the hardest part. It's the mental part of it. I think that's everything. Thank you for your time. No problem. Introduce yourself and what grade are you currently in? Hey, I'm Auden Berry and I'm in the 11th grade. What inspired you to start wrestling? So, when I was in 7th grade, which is when wrestling started, um, I actually couldn't do it because my dad had said only one sport. So, Colby and Van did it and they wanted me to join, so I joined my 8th grade year. What was the recruiting process like for you? Um, still haven't started it yet. What does a day of practice typically look like? So, typically, during the regular season, we will uh, come in and the middle schoolers will be practicing from 3 o'clock to like 5. So, we'll have a lot of time after school, and then we'll start practice at like 5.30, and we won't get done until like 7.30, somewhere around there. And what is your favorite memory from wrestling? Um, it'd have to be last year when me, JT, Charlie and Mikey, we all went down to state with Coach Ham for uh, Anthony Manila, and he wrestled all or wrestled for first place and won. Yeah. And who would you say was the biggest rival this season? Uh, definitely Pike County. Pike County gave us a hard time, but yeah. And what is your best piece of advice to give someone who was looking forward to wrestling? Um, just try your hardest. Start young. Because the younger you start, the better you're going to get over the years. I think that's it. Thank you for your time. Thank you. So introduce yourself and what grade are you currently in? Uh, my name is Van Tain and I'm in 11th grade.
What inspired you to start wrestling? Um, in middle school, I just needed an extra sport to do in seventh grade, and I just liked it, so I kept going. What was the recruiting process like for you? Um, I don't think I've really undergone a huge recruiting process for me personally. What did a day of practice look like this season? Um, usually we start out with a little warm-up, a little five-minute jog. Then we uh, stretch and get our body loose. And then we do some drilling for probably about an hour and then live for the last hour. What is your favorite m memory from wrestling? Um, my favorite memory was probably last year at the Perry tournament. It was a really long, hard tournament, and I ended up getting third. What excited you most this season? Um, this season felt like I improved a lot, so I was really excited to just go out and show how much I've improved, and I'm going to sectionals, so I'm really excited about that. Who would you say is the biggest rival this season, and why? Biggest rival is definitely Pike. Um, we've gotten really close to beating them as a team, and a lot of our individual matches have been really close with them. And what is your biggest piece of advice to someone who is looking to start wrestling? Uh, I'd say just go for it, because even if you're not good, it's still going to make you better at like everything in life, so I'd say just go for it. Got it. Well, that's pretty much everything. Thanks for your time. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Alex. We do want to congratulate another member of the team, Anthony Manella, who just earned his second state championship. Way to go, Anthony, our back-to-back -back state champ. Thank you for tuning in to MCS Radio exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.